podcast where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, ladies. How are you? I hope you're having a great day so far. I am excited to hop into today's topic. Firstly, I want to tell you a couple things. Okay, welcome. If it's your first podcast ever listening, my name is Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of three boys, four one and a half, <laughs> to think about that. And the other one is coming in a couple months. Um, and I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. You can find out all the info there. Essentially, I am a personal trainer, group fitness instructor, and I try to break down all things health and fitness for us, the average moms who are <laughs> trying to hopefully strive to live a life above mediocrity. We're trying to just be the people God wants us to be with full energy, full vitality, full health that we can, you know, reasonably attain in this world in a sustainable, easy, manageable kind of way. Okay, so that's the gist. That's that's where we're at. I have to tell you a couple things, though. Before we start, I am going to run a June intensive program. This is the first time I'm announcing it. So woohoo, you heard it here first. You are going to be able to sign up on my website. So that website I just said, fitmomlifetothefullest.com. But I want to tell you a little bit about what it is. So what I often am running are eight-week challenges, beginner level, or eight-week advanced challenges, or 12-week advanced challenges. And those challenges are very much the teaching challenges, where I teach you all about how to track your macros. I teach you the basics of how to get basically your workout and nutrition under control. You're I'm setting you up with a program, that kind of a thing. So that is what those eight-week challenges are about. We're in the middle of one right now, all that jazz. What I am doing coming up for June, I have never done a program like this. This is actually the program that everybody has asked me for throughout the years, which is going to be just very cut and dry, do this, not that. So let me explain just for one second. You can fast forward if you have no interest in this and you already know that, but I just want to tell you a little bit about what it is. It is starting June 7th. It's going to run June 7th to July 3rd, so it's about 30 days. I wanted to end it right before the 4th of July, so um, it's just a really intensive month. This is what we're doing. It is not a challenge where there's going to be a winner or anything like that. It is just a program. We're going to just do a group program together. There will be a Facebook group for accountability But what it is, I'm going to give you six workouts to do a week. It is not going to be full-length videos because I am third trimester pregnant, and I don't think anybody wants to follow along to that (laughs) at this stage. But I will give you written workouts with demo videos. I will have demo videos up for you. So that will be for the full month, right? And then you will get the exact meal plan of what you should follow. This is what everybody always wants that I shy away from doing, but here is why I am doing it. There are times in life when we just want to buckle down, right? Before a vacation, before a big event, before a wedding or something, where you just want to feel your leanest, look your best. And that's when people usually do stupid things like detoxes and teas and soups and whatever. This is kind of like what I would refer to or promote to you to do as some like prepping for an event. So typically, again, guys, obviously I'm pregnant. I'm not really trying to shred for summer here. But typically, this is the kind of thing that I do do myself each spring, like May to June or whatever. 
I will just tighten everything up. So what this looks like, this program, all of the recipes are no grains, no dairy, no processed foods. It's going to be a very clean meal plan of here are some breakfast options, here are some lunch options, here are some dinner options that fit into your macros that you can just really cut and dry follow. Okay, so it's taking any real brain power out of it for you. You just get to follow the workouts, follow the meal plan. They're still picking and choosing. You can obviously swap meals out and things like that, but I will be sending a weekly email with a focus point for the week. So it's really basically what I want you to think of it as, again, roughly 30 days. It's not a full 30 days. Starts June 7th, runs to July 3rd, but it is basically like a boot camp for 30 days of, okay, as strict as you'd pretty much get, limited processed foods, limited grains, dairy, alcohol, that kind of stuff, really tight, whole, clean food, meal plan, recipes, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get the six workouts. We're going to be in a Facebook group together so that you can see everybody participating, you know, chat amongst each other, have access to me. And it'll be really fun. I think, I hope this is what everybody always has wanted. And I, again, shy away from because this is not something that I would say this is how you should live 100% of the time. But I totally support it and condone it and promote it for it's a very, uh, you know, it's a healthier option than a lot of other things you could do to prep for a big event. And I think it's just a good time this June to, you know, really focus in before summer. That's when a lot of us kind of usually pull out the summer shorts and are like, eh, let's <laughs> tighten things up before we get the arms out and all those things. So hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. The cost is going to be $45 for the month. And you can sign up over on fitmomlifetothefullest.com. Um, you can also just email me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com if you have any questions or want more info or anything like that. All right. Okay. So now I will get into today's episode. Today we are going to talk about factoring in your personality and your preferences and how that can help in your workouts. This actually, I've gotten this topic a lot from a lot of you and I appreciate it and I have shied away from it and here's why. Okay. I actually love personality things. I used to be really heavy into reading. I'm I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. But all the books, the birth order book, the love language book, the whatever uh what what's the the one they make you take in college, Myers-Briggs, all these things, okay? I've pretty much taken them all, which is funny because I know that the Enneagram now is the biggest, like, one out there, and it's the big buzz one, and I actually shied away from taking it because I have gone so heavy into these temperament and personality things before. So, but one of my dear friends and clients who listens to this podcast did ask that I take it. So I took it actually just for this podcast to see what I was because I have not for so long because again I'm like I kind of I think I know myself pretty well by now but anyway this is what we are talking about I do think it matters I again I would the reason I've shied away is because I think sometimes we can way over like compensate for ourselves in that like when people I mean Facebook and stuff all you have to do is look at memes that are all these things about introverts and it's like don't invite me to parties or invite me to parties, but understand if I don't want to go because I'm introverted and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I'm actually very introverted, but it's, I think sometimes we way overplay into that. Like, yes, it's good to know yourself, but you also, 
you know, need to be a functioning person in the world and not just tell everyone else how to treat you. Like, please don't look at me because I'm an introvert and you should know that I don't want, you know, you know what I mean? So hopefully you know what I mean. Anyway, so I don't want it to go that way. And that is why I have kind of shied away from it. But we're going to talk about it today because I do think it is helpful to know some things about yourself. There is actually one quiz in particular that I think is very helpful in helping you figure out how to be successful in your fitness and nutrition. So if it helps you to know about yourself and to know how you work best, then by all means, why should we not use that a little bit, right? Why should we not put that to work if we know how to motivate ourselves and how to get ourselves basically to do the things that we want to do just even more excitedly, easily, whatever. So again, I've said obviously in the past, I've taken like all of the, what is the one I cannot think of? The It's not the, it's not Myers-Briggs. The melancholic, you're all listening to this and you know what it is. Um, whatever that one is too. But okay, the one I think is the most helpful actually for trying to assess how to use it in your fitness and nutrition is actually Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. This was a book I read that is excellent. And she has just an online quiz. And I actually, for a period, I was having any one-on-one clients that I would start training take the quiz first so that I could kind of get that insight into how they worked. And it's, I think at this point, not that difficult. Now I can kind of, once I start working with someone, I can pretty much see pretty easily how they're motivated. But Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies are, let me pull up real quick because I want to see the descriptions. It's upholder, obliger, rebel, and questioner. The reason I think this one's really good is this one is all about, because I know every temperament or personality or whatever test is a little bit different in regards to, you know, how maybe you interact with other people or how whatever. The four tendencies quiz and her book is all about how you react and work with expectations. So I think it's really helpful in health and fitness because it's a lot about, you know, do you do well with somebody else checking in on you and holding you to a standard or do you do better when you get to be in charge, that kind of thing. So her four tendencies are upholder, obliger, rebel, and questioner. And again, I can pretty much identify this like right away. I have a lot of clients who two weeks in, I'm like, yep, you're a rebel. Like, I asked you to track for two weeks and you just won't track. You know, that's just, I just don't want to track my macros because you told me to track my macros. And that they're not necessarily saying that, but I can read between the lines of their emails or their whatever way we're communicating that I can tell them like, yep, this person is a rebel tendency that they want to come to it on their own, right? And then the other three go along with that. But hers, I think, is very interesting. I think it's a cool quiz to take cool book to read because it's a lot about, you know, if you are going to be motivated by outer expectations, like if your husband is like, okay, did you go for your run today? Like if, you know, you want that outside accountability or if that's going to annoy you or if you'd rather just uphold your own expectations, those kinds of things. So I really like hers. But again, I was asked to take the Enneagram, so I did. And I, it's so funny because I didn't know the types. I've heard, I've listened to actually a lot of podcasts about the Enneagram and things like this, but I I kind of shied away from it. I, it did not shock me then once I read my results. I am a type one, like 86% was type one. 
And then my second wing or whatever was type seven, which is entertaining optimist. So this did not surprise me at all because my type one, reading the definition, everything, those of you who are all about the Enneagram, basically I'm a big perfectionist (laughs) is what it comes down to. And that's, you know, the weaknesses and the strength, I guess, of that I want essentially everything to be in order. I I don't like flaws, blah, blah, blah. But then it could very much veer into being a perfectionist and highly critical of others and things like that. So that surprised me not at all. That was my Enneagram result. Okay. But what does this mean for you? What does it mean for your workouts, your health, your fitness? Okay. If you know what's going to help you, like put it to work for you. So for example, if you take the Gretchen Rubin quiz or you know already, yeah, I'm motivated by external goals or no, I'm not, da, da, da. Use it to your advantage. There's nothing wrong with that. I have many clients who I will suggest that for like, okay, if you nail all four of your workouts for an entire month straight, say they're supposed to be doing four workouts a week, then reward yourself with a pedicure or Whatever, it doesn't always have to be a big monetary thing either, like just buy yourself a candle or something like that, or you get to take an Epsom salt bath or something like that. But extrinsic rewards are not bad at all. There's so much research out there too, obviously, when raising kids that where kids, you know, don't get the benefit as much right away of just doing something to do something good. You know what I mean? Like that it's actually okay to train them with the outside rewards because then eventually it translates those kind of things obviously we can really go down that rabbit hole I'm sure half of you will agree with me and half of you will not (laughs) I don't even know where I'm thinking on that but in reading a lot of these books you know they do promote that it's not bad to offer extrinsic rewards like say for getting good grades or things like that because it should train you to want to do that later Well, guess what? If that's still you, if you're 30 years old and you still would rather, you know, be motivated by the idea that if you track your macros all week long, that you get to have a drink on the weekend, then great, do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody is standing there saying, well, you should just be able to do it yourself with no rewards. Who cares? Smoke them if you got them. Use it if you want it, right? If you are motivated by extrinsic rewards, Set little goals like that, little markers. Again, they don't have to be expensive. It could just be, you know, I try to usually encourage clients not to do food-related rewards, even though I just gave an alcoholic drink as an example. But, um, you know, if you, again, hit all your workouts this month or if you track every single day, maybe your tracking doesn't have to be perfect, but, but you've actually logged in your food every single day, then by the end of the month, you get to whatever, Blake, pick something you like to do. Maybe it's go for a long walk by the river. Like just, it does not have to be something huge monetarily, does not have to be this big expense, this big splurge, but something that you will look forward to, right? Okay, if you do best with outside accountability, well, tells you right there, get some outside accountability. Whether you hire somebody, whether you ask your spouse to kind of fill this role for you or you know, have an accountability partner with a friend, those kinds of things. Most of these things you do not need to take a test for or really delve into. You're going to probably know this about yourself, okay? I personally do not really like the whole accountability partner thing, whether it's religiously, whether it's fitness, whatever. I know that about myself. I do not like reporting to somebody else. 
I do meet inner expectations if I just set the inner expectations. And that is what I prefer to do. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being the other way. There are so many people who are so much more successful meeting a friend for a fitness class or working with someone. There's a lot of actually clients that I work with where I get to a point six months down the road, a year down the road where I'm like, honestly, you can do this yourself. Like, I know you know all the stuff now. Your macros are great. Your workouts are great. And they're like, nope, I just need to report to somebody. Like, nope, I still just need you here. I still need you asking me every week if I did everything, you planning it for me. And that's totally fine. That's awesome. Again, that's knowing yourself completely that you know that you do better with that outside accountability. So another example, if you love competition, sign up for something. Like maybe it will motivate you to get through your three months of planned workouts if you get to do a Spartan race at the end of it. If you are going to participate in some challenge that has a winner, right? Some people, and I see this a lot because a lot of you listening to this podcast have either worked with me one-on-one or done my challenges. And some of you have, you know, tried one or the other and have said like, oh, nope, I definitely prefer one-on-one. I don't really like the challenge aspect. I don't like that like friendly competition kind of a thing. I don't like the group part, you know, and that's knowing yourself. Some people just want accountability with one person, but don't want the competition. Some people love competition, right? You're like at the gym on the treadmill and you're like, okay, I am racing the person next to me, right? It's totally personality, totally temperament, but use what works for you. If you know that you are fueled by competition, find a competitive friend that you're like, hey, let's do a challenge. My little sister did this with her friend. They both had gotten Pelotons and they did, I think it was just one month. It was outlandish. It was a crazy competition where it was just whoever got the most miles by the end of the month. So they could kind of uh, apparently follow each other, track each other. But they were to the point where they were riding like 50 miles in a day just to try to win at the end. They both were highly competitive and it really went down to like the last weekend of them sitting on the bikes for hours. So anyways, wouldn't exactly advise that, but that kind of thing, if you like, that's another example too. There's tons of apps and groups and things that you can always hop into that just, you know, in, I know even like device to device, I don't have any fitness trackers, but I know on like your Fitbit, you can challenge somebody else to go climb up the stairs or go for a walk or whatever. So if that's you, if you like the support, if you like the competition, hit that up, use it, put it to work. All right. If you, so now let's shift a little bit into nutrition though. If you are this same thing, just know yourself. Okay. If you are a person who gets bored eating the same thing every day, then know that you cannot prep your entire week and expect you to actually follow and eat it. If you're if you hate eating the same thing every day, but you prep ground turkey taco salads for your lunch for the entire week, you're not going to have a very successful week. You're going to get to Wednesday or Thursday, look at your taco salad and be like, oh my goodness, I ate this all week. I cannot do this anymore. So finding what works for you could make all the difference in your success because if you're excited to eat it, like maybe you need to just go pick up meals from a meal prep service, right? Maybe just picking up five lunches would make all the difference for you because you get five different lunches. You didn't have to make it and it's done. You don't have to think about it, right? Or again, are you the kind of person that prioritizes convenience 
and you would rather just make one thing, eat it the whole week, and you don't mind that because you'll just switch what you make the next week, right? Find what works for you. It doesn't matter what works for your friend, your cousin, your sister, your whatever. It's got to be sustainable for you. I think that's why so many times people fail in weight loss, fat loss, whatever kind of programs is because you're trying to make yourself fit whatever it is instead of making your plan work for you. That is, again, obviously why I love tracking macros and lifting weights because it's so flexible like that. If you're tracking your macros, there's 900 ways you can do it. I'll tell some clients, okay, if you would rather just sit down and log twice a week, sit down, log your Sunday through Wednesday, then sit down, log your Thursday through Saturday. You know what I mean? Like have that midweek reset so you don't have to do it every day. Then there are other clients who would rather do it every day the night before, right? So they can plan their day. They don't like to be that planned out ahead of time. They want to be a little more spontaneous. That's fine. But you've got to just, it it still comes down to they need to track the macros, right? So know yourself. Know what's going to work better for you. Know what's going to drive you crazy or make you excited or whatever. So taking all of that though, whatever you are going to use to help you figure out your preferences, figure out how you can apply this to your workouts and your nutrition, it all, I think, still comes with the caveat that sometimes your preferences are going to conflict with your season of life, okay? For example, my ideal preference, honestly, would be to be able to get up every day, maybe say four days a week, I don't need necessarily every day, but four days a week and drive myself to the gym, work out at the gym for 45 minutes by myself with my headphones in, drive back home, start my day, and and there we are. That would be my absolute ideal. Have I been to a commercial gym in over, oh my goodness, probably at least two years now? No. Here's the thing. My season of life right now, right now I'm obviously, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever pregnant I am, nine years pregnant. Um, And whether or not I'm pregnant, obviously I could be working out at a gym. But right now my season of life, I can't. My husband leaves too early for work. We have a home gym in the basement now. And it is not in the, it it just does not fit in our plan for me to, it would cause undue stress on the family for me to try to make that happen. It, first of all, could not happen in the mornings. And second, so it would be like nighttime or weekends or whatever, taking time away from my family to do that. Whereas instead, I can just go down to the basement and wake and do my workout before my kids are up. And that is what is much more conducive to my current season of life, to my lifestyle. But also looking forward that obviously I'm going to have a baby pretty soon, right? So I'm not going to be in the position once I have the baby to be going to the gym, driving to the gym. You know, I'm going to be nursing, pumping, etc. So ideally, where do I get the best workout when I am, when I get to drive somewhere, clear my head, absolutely grind it out, drive home, feel awesome. Like that, I loved that. That was a great season of life. That season of life I'm hoping to look at maybe in the next year. Ben and I have talked about it a couple times because I have said, you know, maybe I will start going back to the gym after, you know, once the baby, once I'm like way at least six months postpartum kind of a thing where I can be leaving him for longer times and not be worried about him not eating and blah, blah, blah. But this is just my point is that sometimes your preference is not going to coincide with your season of life. And it still comes down to you just have to do what needs to be done. 
right? It's not my preference to work out at home all the time because it is hard to just switch gears and get motivated in that environment. And I know I hear that a lot from a lot of you that have had to transition to home or have chosen to even in the past just year with COVID and everything. But it's it still comes down to are you going to get it done or are you not going to get it done? So I think it's good to know thyself, to try to take and apply some of these things. Again, think about it and really think like, would I do well if I signed up for something competitively? Would I do well if I, you know, set this reward for myself, if I do all of this for the month? Or should I, you know, ask a friend who, again, I know is like-minded and wants to be into health and fitness that we can check in with each other once a week so that way you're not paying someone or having to hire someone or get outside help, but that you can just have that buddy. And then just try to work that, but don't overinflate how much control we can actually give to this if it doesn't fit with your current season, if that makes sense. All right. (laughs) Okay. I think that was a little bit of like a just roundabout episode there, but I had to finally conquer this topic. I have gotten it many times. Hopefully I did it somewhat of justice. Again, I really do love this stuff. I think it's super interesting. I like to know how people work. I like to try to figure out my clients and that kind of thing. So let me know your thoughts and feelings on this. As always, if you want to give me any feedback, my email is fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com. I also love to hang out on Instagram, fitmomlifetothefullest. And just a reminder to hop over to fitmomlifetothefullest.com if you want to sign up for that June challenge. This is, again, the first announcing of it. So come on over and we can get rolling. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you ladies next time.